If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mortal Kombat 1's fan base are upset, and instead of addressing fan concerns head-on, Warner Brothers Discovery appears to have drawn out a roadmap for the future of their franchises. Drawing inspirations from other IPs like Harry Potter and possibly doubling down on microtransactions for years to come. Welcome back to another episode of the Realmcast. I'm your host, the Mortal Kombat Phantom. And I'm Yanni. In our last bite-sized episode, we explored how WBD seemed to disregard fan concerns. However, a recent Variety article sheds light on WBD's quarter three earnings call and strategic plans for their gaming division. Today, we'll be delving into the insights from that Variety article, dissecting Warner Bros. Discovery's statements on Mortal Kombat 1. But before we get too far into the episode, don't forget, we still got a lot of G Fuel, including this uh, Dancing Dragon box set and more Mortal Kombat flavors that we're giving to you guys. So stick around till after the end of the credits, where we're going to tell you how exactly you can win yourself some G Fuel. And I've seen some comments saying things like, I've been commenting and I don't have any yet. It's all down to chance. <laughs> I am uh, I am rooting for you, though. Hopefully you do get some. <laughs> and if you have won G Fuel, we've been announcing the winners. Please do reach out to us or else we're just going to keep cycling it through because this stuff does expire. We want to make sure that everybody who wants it gets it. So Variety's recent article is by Jennifer Moss and is titled Inside Warner Bros. Games Big Live Services Push and Doubling Down on DC, Game of Thrones, and More Franchises. This is quite an interesting article because it takes a very analytical approach, which is, I suppose, what we did with our last uh, Bite Size episode. It, it quotes certain members of Warner Bros. and takes us somewhat into the, the minds behind the decisions and... I'm not going to say it It has done anything to really make me feel better about the decision-making behind at least Mortal Kombat itself, but it does give us some insight. Yeah, I mean, this really exposes David Zaslav's plans for the gaming division of Mortal Kombat and everything they're going to be doing with their streaming efforts. But it's something that Mortal Kombat fans should probably be pretty concerned about just from the verbiage in this article itself. It takes us in through CEO David Zaslov's plans for the gaming division, streaming and such. For example, it says that David Zaslov's most critical mission is leading WBD through the streaming wars, but that he also sees a rich opportunity for the company to capture a bigger chunk of territory and games. And to me, that just comes across as this is not us sort of passionately working on the franchises which we own. This is more of, we just need to establish our dominance in this industry. Yeah, also in this article, the CFO Gunnar Windenfels, uh, he, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing v his name correctly. Windenfels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he actually states in it that he's doubled and triple checked some of the metrics because 
there is basically a lot of great investment opportunities with their gaming division. So by the sounds of this article, they are going all in on gaming. But the big question is, what exactly does that mean for Warner Brothers Discovery? Yeah, I mean, again, the, the article at some point says plans for domination of the nearly $200 billion gaming industry. While and this is this is one part that I really love, while, quote unquote, smaller than some of the leading pure play gaming companies, namely Electronic Arts, <laughs> Nintendo, Ubisoft, Take-Two Interactive, and then goes on to say that Warner Bros. Games has managed comparable operating margins and is punching above their weight <laughs> thanks to their IPs, including Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, DC, and Mortal Kombat. And I'm sorry, but does that make sense to you, Phantom, that they're punching above their weight? I would say that they're a powerhouse in the entertainment industry as a whole, including the video games industry. And to say that they're not on the same level as pure gaming studios like EA, Nintendo, and Ubisoft, for example, I don't know, that seems a bit weird. Very weird wording there. I think that's where the distinction has to be made. First of all, this article is very heavily... Mm, data and information is supplied to Variety for this article. So it comes with a bit of an agenda, and that agenda is to reassure the shareholders that WB Games does have a good future. They are punching against their weight in the sense that Warner Brothers hasn't made a lot of video games. I mean, under the Mortal Kombat umbrella, we only have four Mortal Kombat games, which considering how long Warner Brothers has been around, it's this is kind of a new area. I haven't published many games. Since 2004, they've published over 250 games under Warner Bros. Interact. That's a lot of According games. to a very quick Google search. Now, I get what you're saying, but even then, they are still a AAA publisher. And, I mean, sadly, in this day and age, that actually is more of a negative than a positive. If anything, nowadays, I tend to just pre-order, for example, indie games that I really, really want to support, you know? But when it comes to AAA games, I think the only companies that I have my full trust in at this point in time is just for example from software and I've mentioned that previously but even going back to that uh, quote that you just said from Bienfeld they're stunned that they haven't been investing more into this opportunity we're going to start like I mean how out of touch do you have to be to not realize how important gaming is to the entertainment industry you know even ahead of time even prior to seeing the return of investment, how do you not realize that, hey, this is a great opportunity. Why don't we do this proper? I, I think that's part of the issue is that these people that are in charge of Warner Bros. Discovery at the moment, they didn't see the value in what they had. And all of a sudden, they started looking at their numbers and they said, wait, these games bring us a lot of money. How can we make more money off of them? Especially considering how much Warner Brothers Discovery is in debt from the merger of the two companies. They're focusing on how to build more money and get more money. Where companies like Disney right now, they're looking at how to cut their budgets. Warner Brothers is looking into what they can do to be more successful with their with the properties that they have. Also cutting everything else out. I mean, we, we do have to bear in mind that they have just knocked off a, a bunch of shows, for example, even just outside of games and just entertainment. They've they've gotten rid of so many shows off of... And uh, movies. What is it? Max? Yeah, yeah, movies. Just Westworld. And, I'm, I'm still salty yeah. about that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I will never not be salty about that until we get that season five or a finale movie-wise or something. 
But so the sh shift in focus, I, I mean, yes. it basically says, hey, we're not making enough money with these things. So let's look at what we are making money with and let's figure out ways to make more money with it. It's so, what's the word? It feels like there's a lack of comprehension as to how the industry works and just a lack of innovation. How do you not realize that this is such a good opportunity, especially if you do it right? One of, one of the biggest concerns here is the CEO of WBD, uh, Glo of uh, Global Streaming and Gaming, JB Perret. He's saying that the key to topping those numbers is figuring out ways to make prized IPs more than just one great hit every three or four years. We want it to be always on. And the good news is the gaming space is lending itself to that. <laughs> I mean, that just, to me, is gamed as a service, live service games. And that is exactly the opposite, in my opinion, of what the industry is or should be going in. And if anything, is demonstrating itself to be in terms of fan reception, positive fan reception, at least. Yeah, and not only that, but despite how successful Mortal Kombat has been, and they even state in this article how successful Mortal Kombat 1 was, these articles that have been coming out lately are focused on which franchises? Harry Potter, specifically Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, Harry Potter and DC. So if they're focusing so much on those two, we're not looking at Mortal Kombat right now. That's not good for Mortal Kombat fans. No, not at all. Not at all. But I mean, just even just focusing further on Haret's quotes there, like he says that he's looking as to how games, for example, are on a long cycle and this plan cannot be delivered on in 2024. Again, referring to the fact that you need multiple games released in, in certain franchises. So let's just look at, say, Mortal Kombat, right? We've got Mortal Kombat 1. We've got Mortal Kombat Mobile. We've got Mortal Kombat Onslaught. And really, the entire point here is that they're trying to make sure that Mortal Kombat is in your face as much as possible. But looking at the communication with Mortal Kombat, it's not. And if it is, it's in a negative sense. And that's a shame because gameplay-wise, this game is the best roster, the best gameplay, in my opinion, since MKX and or MK9, arguably. And if you're going to keep Mortal Kombat in the conversation, you want to keep Mortal Kombat to the forefront of people's minds, then in a good way. you need to have a... In a good way, exactly. But then saying you're going to keep flooding the market with games, that's just quantity over quality. Another thing, too, is everything in this article shows that they are placing their significance not just on the IP as a beloved franchise, but they're looking at it as Mortal Kombat is this $1 billion franchise. It's, it's mm -hmm. all about the dollar signs right now. And by doing that, they're ignoring what fans are saying. They're ignoring the fact that these people are outspoken and not talking about the game in a positive light. Not at all. They, they completely ignored it. And it's very weird because this has been a huge criticism since, I would say since MK11. MKX was not this bad. MKX, I was even actually going through randomly through the old MKX videos the other day, and I just saw the communication there was way better than it is now, or what, what it was during MK11, at least as well. It's weird how it seems to be getting worse, and I think that relates to what I just said in terms of quantity over quality. They're like, okay, just push this out. We'll keep adding content whenever we feel like it, but we don't need to communicate, and that's, that's a shame after, for example, Ed Boon's quote that I think we recently uh, quoted in a previous video where he said, you know, the communication is important. We want to make this the best MK that we've ever had or something along those lines. And it's just, why is the communication that bad? But one interesting part of this article is it mentions the top console and PC titles by 2023 in terms of full game sales. The source is from Circana.com and it has a list of the top 10 selling video games by December 2023, as well as year to date. Now, 
Hogwarts Legacy is at the top of that list. Of course, Harry Potter is a huge IP. And ironically, uh, you know, <laughs> the game might be Harry Potter related and have a bunch of, of uh, fans and everything. But really, a lot of the people who played it said, yeah, it's a solid game, but it doesn't feel like it's completely finished. And in fact, this article specifically, I believe, mentions how there's an entire different game for Quidditch, which was teased as DLC for this game anyway. So the game feels unfinished, and that is par for the course with games from WB at this point in time. We've seen it with Mortal Kombat. But just going back to this uh, table, one thing that I noticed is when you Google this exact chart, it actually doesn't tell you that it is the top list of 2023 worldwide. It actually says top 10 best-selling video games in the US. So I believe that's a bit of a misdirection, mistake maybe, but that to me is a bit weird. I, I'm sorry, but I can I cannot see for example, Madden cannot be one of the top-selling games worldwide. There is no there is no way. That is specific to the U.S. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So as far as, you know, addressing fan concern, and, and we've done previous episodes that are really delved into this, but Haddad actually addresses this a little bit in the article. <laughs> is, it, is it the when you ask what our goals are? It's really that macro goal of making sure that we get as much engagement and time with the fans as possible. Is that the one? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> How do you um, feel about that quote, Phantom? To tell me. Well, you know, so David Haddad is the vice president at Warner Brothers, uh, and he is in charge of the gaming division. The gaming division, which everybody is upset about. <laughs> Because they don't take in the fan consideration. They're not doing fan engagement at the moment with basically all of their IPs. There seems to be some kind of chain of command you have to get through to get any kind of answers on anything at the moment. And uh, I don't know what kind of um, macro goals they have said, but uh, maybe this is a micro goal that they're not paying attention to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're looking long, long-term macro goal, but not in terms of the minor goals that you need to achieve that major goal as well and that is yeah. a very big concern i mean don't see how you can how you can say that this is a goal and then not actually do anything to achieve that goal full stop yeah i, I think the biggest issue is that they're highlighting the success of mortal Kombat in these various articles but by doing that they're not acknowledging fan criticisms or concerns like we're not seeing any articles on that we're not seeing any response from them so it's basically dismissive of the Mortal Kombat community, which with Mortal Kombat, that doesn't really work well because Mortal Kombat is a game that's built on their community. And if this yeah. is what Warner Brothers Discovery has in store for us, then there's going to be a shift in customer base <laughs> for this game. You can see it already just with Tekken. I mean, I'm, I, I've always enjoyed yeah. Tekken, but I'm the kind of guy right now who I'm sorry, I will not buy a fighting game on release anymore i'm waiting for that complete edition it's it's quite disgusting how every company is handling the dlc part of it and <laughs> you're not getting a complete game it's good to see support but within reason and a lot of people are jumping shit from mortal kombat to tekken and i saw some like long-term diehard fans who we know in the community and i have known for many years talking about how oh you know the, the all, all the the casual fans are jumping ship right now. But then within that same conversation, we're like, yeah, I'm thinking of doing the same thing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I, I don't blame them. I, I really don't blame them at all. I'm sorry. I love Mortal Kombat. That, this entire channel is about Mortal Kombat. 
it is. But something needs to be done. And I'm sorry, guys in charge, if they ever listen to this, even if they don't, you can say, oh yes, we're the top, one of the top selling games. Yeah, because of the IP. The, the real mark of success is not taking an, an existing beloved IP and doing well with it. It's being able to, to continue to grow it. If I gave you an IP that nobody knew about, you just took an entirely new IP and you weren't able to raise it up, then I'm sorry, you are not using your resources correctly. You're not. Look at From Software. Every every few games, they, they iterate on a new, uh, an entirely new uh, franchise, Elden Ring. You know, it's it. yes, it might have spawned from Dark Souls, which spawned from Demon Souls, which spawned from Kingsfield. You know, you have Sekiro, you have Bloodborne. Yes, they're all related in some way, but they're all new IPs. And that is, in my opinion, the way that you can mark success. Not from taking Mortal Kombat and saying, oh yeah, we've done such a good job. No, obviously you've done a good job. We've got, you've got a diehard fan base, but you're losing them. There is a completely different section of this article that's kind of an underlining subtext. And it's basically that Warner Brothers Discovery is focused on doing in-house development. And so what that basically means is that most of these companies, if they own an intellectual property, they will hire out a gaming studio to make video games for them. We see that a lot with Marvel, with like Avenger games, X-Men games, things like that. Um, But Warner Brothers Discovery, everything they're doing, they own. So for example, NetherRealm Studios is now a subsidiary of WBIE, which is owned by Warner Brothers Discovery. There's several different layers of separation there, but the gaming studio themselves is a Warner Brothers gaming studio. And that is not the industry standard, which this article kind of touches on and and highlights in some different ways. I actually don't understand why they take control of the entire IP and approach to that IP if they're not going to handle the communication, et cetera, et cetera, ensure that the release is done properly. Okay, you can have some checkpoints let's just say in terms of yes we need it to be released by this day it needs to have this it needs to have this we want it out by then it needs to make this much blah blah blah. okay fine yeah totally that's fine that's understandable but if you're not going to be communicating with the fans let's just use Mortal Kombat 1 as an example then allow the team to do so rather than stifling that communication and as a result creating a rift between your player base and the company in fact actually there's a quote in this article which I did want to mention, Perret, um, Phantom, uh, who was Perret specifically? What was his position? JB Perret is the CEO of Global Streaming and Gaming for Warner Brothers Discovery. Thank you. Now he says, we have to do something that makes sense for the gaming strategy and for fans and for the consumer. The reality is step one in the max process is doing the basics better. And as part of that, a lot of our energy right now for the first two thirds of 2024 is just getting around getting Max launched, replatformed, and out to consumers around the world. Two quotes from him, both mentioning consumers. I know, we know, that we are consumers. That's the obvious label, right? But that's a label that you don't use when speaking publicly because you don't want to make your players sound like consumers. You don't want that. It's a, It has a negative connotation to it. But this is how we are regarded by the people in charge at Warner Bros. By the people in charge of just the general larger corporations and such. We are just consumers. And that needs to change. Yes, okay, you can look at us as consumers when you're designing the game and such. Of course, that's going to happen. You you have to market the game, be able to sell the game. In the end, the end result is to make money, yes. But if you look at us and label us this publicly, 
that is just going to further enhance that rift that you've created with the player base. And it's just going to push people away from that diehard sort of loyalty that they have to that franchise. I, I think here's the issue is that you're presuming that this article was written for you. This article is very much written for the investor, the stockholder, the people who are watching Warner Brothers Discovery right now with their huge loads of debt and are wondering what's going to happen for them to hold on to their stock. What's to stop them from getting rid of David Zasloff and this entire crew of people? I mean, why is Haddad still there if there's this much community uproar from the game, the gaming division and, and the gamers, if they don't like what's being produced by them, why would Haddad still be in his position? And this whole article I think is addressing we've that. we've already answered that though. I think we've already answered that. And that's just because they're doing well with an existing IP. But as I've mentioned, that is not the way to measure the success in my opinion. But you're right, this article might not be marketed towards the players, except Variety is an entertainment news outlet, right? That is specifically when somebody wants to read about entertainment and such, it could be IGN, it could be Variety. In this case, a Mortal Kombat fan such as you, yourself and myself, we found this article because it's on Mortal Kombat, it relates to Mortal Kombat and we're reading it, right? And now a bunch of Mortal Kombat fans who are currently listening to us are listening to this article. So it's that sort of tone deafness and lack of care. Now you ask, why are they still in their positions? That's because there's not enough of a fuss maybe or people aren't voting with their wallets and such. In the end, it's short-sightedness. It's, it's that lack of comprehension I mentioned from those in charge who just think, oh, we have a successful IP. We are in the top selling games of this year, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry, but you look at Elden Ring. Elden Ring is on that list in 2023. The game released in 2022. You put out a successful game and watch it continue to go on and on and on each year. You put quality into there, that's how you measure that success. Mortal Kombat being on that list, it's a successful IP. It's not, an, it's not a new IP. You're not doing anything new with it. Just to reinforce the fact that this isn't an article written for the casual consumer, it is written for the stockholders, the shareholders, is that they actually brought in their own analysis, Kevin Westcott, to make comments on some of these random decisions. Like, why would you make all your games in-house? I'm sure is what a lot of the shareholders are thinking. The reason is as Westcott says, is because there's no right or wrong way to do this. We can do it this way or we can do it this way. Both have been shown to be successful. And that is nothing more than reassurance to the shareholder. This approach to Mortal Kombat, as you've demonstrated, leaves fans skeptical because we're not viewing this as a, a intellectual property that is owned by somebody. We're in, in we're viewing this as something that we love, but they're looking at the longevity of this. They're looking at how much money they can bring in. And unfortunately, what they're doing right now is showing that this is successful. This is making them money. Warner Brothers making money off of Hogwarts. Like they keep sho shoving that down our throats that it, this is a lot of money. <laughs> Warner Brothers is making money off of Mortal Kombat 1. Warner Brothers is making money off of the Justice League Suicide Squad kills the Justice League, even though the reviews haven't been that good for that game. And because of that, they're going to keep putting out articles like this that demonstrate how valuable they are in the positions that they hold. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I just believe it's short-sightedness. Westcott's comments, they do come with backing to them. They are substantiated claims, of course. But at the same time, it is moving in a direction that, I mean, Firstly, we don't agree with. And secondly, I believe is, as I said, very short-sighted. Short Long-term, this will not help the franchise.
As we wrap up this bite-sized episode on WB's commitment to these various iconic franchises like DC and Game of Thrones, we ourselves can't help but wonder about the future of Mortal Kombat. With their clear emphasis on live services and their reinforcements of putting money into these valued IPs, the future of Mortal Kombat remains very uncertain. Will the franchise receive the same amount of level and attention and dedication as all these other properties that are out there? Or will they continue to be a victim to these monetization practices that we despise? In the past, Mortal Kombat has thrived on community engagement, but with the current industry standards, reestablishing this community-focused approach seems to be more difficult than it's ever been in, in the past. So as Wonder Brother Games kind of charts its course, the support and trust of fans will be essential for this franchise's continued success. But are we going to have that? I think you're right, Phantom. The Variety article itself highlights that just the fact that Warner Bros. Games is focusing on in-house development. NRS still have a lot of control over their IP. But as you said, feedback is important. Our feedback, your feedback, listeners, may still help shape the future of Mortal Kombat. Whether you're pushing for gameplay improvements, transparency, just generally sharing ideas for future titles now is the time to really make your voice heard this is that moment to do so engage with the developers participate in discussions try to help play a role in helping shape the direction of our favorite franchise mortal kombat if you've enjoyed exploring mortal bros uh, game strategies and pondering the future of mortal kombat with us please be sure to check out our other bite-sized episodes and leave a comment to let us know your thoughts on the topic and if you have missed any of our previous guest interviews, make sure to tune into our latest episode of the Realmcast, where we dive into our guests' involvement in the franchise. Every warrior has a story, and every saga a lesson, and we try to tell it. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Thanks for sticking around. As I mentioned, we have a lot of G Fuel. We want to give this to you guys. This is just to show our appreciation to all of our fans for subscribing to the Realmcast. So if you're interested in winning any G Fuel between now and our next Soul Stream, leave a comment in any of our videos and we'll take all of the comments, anybody who entered the giveaway, and we will be doing a drawing. You don't have to say, I want G Fuel or anything like that. All you got to do is leave a comment. Tell us what you think about the episode. It's that simple. And like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we do have this collector's edition Dancing Dragon pack from G Fuel. I'm going to open it up just so you guys can see. It comes with this Mortal Kombat 1 Liu Kang shaker bottle, which is actually made out of aluminum. It keeps your drink cold. You can take this to the gym. It has a built-in little shaker thing, so it'll shake your powders together. You can even like sit at your desk like I do, mix up your drink, and sip on it while you're watching the show. And it also comes with the Dancing Dragon Liu Kang G Fuel. This particular flavor is dragon fruit mango. Really good, especially if you like more of the fruity G Fuel flavors. So we have that in the collector's box. All you got to do to enter to win this is be a subscriber. Just subscribe to the Roamcast. We're going to be going through our subscribers and giving away this G Fuel 
during our soul stream, which if you're not familiar with that, that is our live show where we go through with our guests and interact with you guys. So just subscribe and we will announce the winner and then just reach out to us after you've won and we'll give it to you. If you have won any of our giveaways in the past, please do reach out to us because we're just going to keep giving this up away until it's gone. And if you don't claim it, we'll probably just pass it on to the next person. So if you want some G Fuel, you want some Dancing Dragon collector's box set, let us know because we want to give this to you guys. We appreciate every single one of our fans for subscribing, for interacting with us. We like to hear what you guys think. So leave a comment on the video itself. Tell us what you think about it and win some G Fuel. I mentioned it before, we got four different flavors that we're going to be giving away. We have the Dancing Dragon. We have the Sub-Zero Eye Shatter. We got the Scorpion Sting Spicy Mango. And we got the Radiant Electric Strike. These are all the Mortal Kombat Classic 30 edition canisters, except the Liu Kang, which is the Mortal Kombat 1 brand new flavor Dancing Dragon. If you guys haven't tried G Fuel, this is a great opportunity to do it. It's all sugar-free, and it's been known to give gamers a little bit of an edge with increased energy, focus, endurance, and reaction speed. So it's yours. All you got to do is leave a comment and claim it. For every comment received on our YouTube channel and for every subscriber that we have, we're going to be going through and giving you a chance to win. We'll announce all the winners on our next soul stream. And like I've said, we want to give this to you guys because we want to say thank you for tuning into everything that we do here with Mortal Kombat Online. So leave a comment and subscribe and you get a chance to win some of this cool stuff that we have. So come get some G Fuel. We'll send it your way. And again, thank you guys so much for subscribing to the wrong cast. We do the show for you because we love Mortal Kombat and we want to share that with all of you.